Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out the One Man Podcast. There's now over 200 episodes and dozens of bonus interviews, all of which are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you know what? If you don't have any of those apps, no big deal, because you can listen anytime at onemanpodcast.com. So be sure to subscribe, because it's always free, and there's a new episode out every Wednesday. And while you're at it, leave a review. It's a great way to help the podcast, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Follow One Man Podcast on all the major socials, and you'll get bonus content and pictures, fun stuff for yourself. And finally, if you have something that you want read on the show, send it to contact at onemanpodcast.com, because if you send it, I'll read it on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 222 for Wednesday, August 11th, 2021. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing? Are you having the best week ever? Thank you for coming back to the One Man Podcast. I appreciate that. And for anyone who's new, uh, what is the One Man Podcast? Well, it's me, comedian Josh Williams, comedian, earthling, uh, telling you what's going on with me. This is a place where you can come and, uh, you know, hear what's been going on with me in between times of my <laughs> public appearances. Uh, yeah, it just tells you what's going on, uh, in my personal life, professional life and everything in between. Hey, the doorbell. It's only 30 seconds into the podcast. We are getting interruptions. I'll be right back. Ah, and it's just UPS dropping off a package for Jay. Huh? That's, uh, that was hardly worth the interruption. If it was something for me, I'd be like, yay, presence. And then I could talk about what it was in the podcast. Instead, it was just the tiniest little UPS chick I've ever seen. <laughs> like it's super tiny, skinny, like, like twig thin, not much body shaming or anything. She was just the smallest little thing. And I'm like, don't you guys have to lift like pretty heavy shit? So I'm thinking it's just this tiny little thing driving a huge truck. You know, the times are changing, Josh. Anyone can do anything. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Forgot. The dumbest, racist, most racist person can be president. And to ostracize my American listeners right off the uh, bat, I apologize. Um, yeah, so uh, I talk on this podcast about everything that's going on in my life. Usually constant interruptions, by the way. You will hear me slurping my coffee. You will hear me talking about what's going on with me. You'll just talk about, you'll, well, you won't talk. Who, who knows what you say? Maybe you talk to the radio when you listen to this. Mm-mm-mm. Loving that fresh cup of joe. So, um, yeah, you'll hear me talk about things like, for example, this week, we're going to be talking about a fireball promo I did. What is that, Josh? It's a type of uh, cinnamon whiskey, cinnamon whiskey. Uh, we were doing a, a giveaway for that. Um, I got, uh, I got to go to dinner at this really cool restaurant. I'll tell you guys about, I've been watching all sorts of stuff on the Netflix and uh, I've even started doing stand-up comedy again. I've done two shows since last we spoke gang. So I'll tell you guys about that stuff. Of course, I will review the shittiest movie that I watched this week. By the way, I want more recommendations for that guys. So if you're scrolling through Netflix, Amazon prime, who, uh, not Hulu, sorry, Tubi, uh, Disney plus you find a movie that you're like, this looks like absolute shit. By the way. I will say that Disney plus I haven't seen like anything I've seen like shitty kids movies, but like, even then they're not, they're for kids. So like, what are you expecting? I'm talking about like movies made by adults. Generally speaking, the shittiest movie tends to be something in the horror genre because I've, I've now seen movies about haunted sofas and haunted pants. And, uh, I, I still can't find PMS cop, which I thought was hilarious. And if you guys don't know what that is Google it still can't find it. Um, 
you know, so it's, it's Google that, you know, I'm looking for that stuff. So if you happen to see something like this looks absolutely terrible, uh, send your recommendation to contact at one man If it's the only recommendation that I get that week, well, then I guess I'm stuck watching it. And then I come back to you and I review it. Okay. So I'll be telling you guys about some of that stuff. Um, I've had to, I've had to basically do a bunch of admin paperwork this week too. So I won't bore you guys with that, but I've done a bunch of editing and I, and I had to work on my taxes. I had to work on my taxes there. I'm late doing my, my 2020 taxes. So, uh, let's get into it. Why don't I start with, uh, what should I start with? I'll start with one of these little, little, uh, uh, the green one there. I'll talk about this place. I went to, I went to dinner at the Cheshire cat hmm, from Alice in Wonderland. Um, it was a, a nice little spot. It was, it was just out of town in the burbs. Um, had a really cool sign out front that I saw in like, I can't remember where I saw it. I think it was someone's, you know, uh, not, it wasn't a sponsored ad on Instagram or anything like that, but through going through someone's social feed, I think I saw it and I was like, Oh, Cheshire cat. I'm like, that's great. I think that would be a great place that checks out. looks nice. They had a sign out front. One of the Google images I saw is that, uh, on their marquee at front of the restaurant at one point, they had put only three more lockdowns until Christmas, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, since we're constantly opening and closing, opening and closing. Sorry guys, my seasonal allergies are starting to get really, really bad. Like I'm coughing a lot. I sound like I have COVID, but I, I keep coughing and sneezing and, you know, blowing my nose. Sir, do you have any, have any shortness of breath or coughing? It's like, yeah, of course it's allergy season. Of course I have that. They're like, oh, who cares? I'm like, okay. Imagine someone with COVID is just like, no, I don't have it. They're like, all right, you're good. We don't, we don't ask any follow-up questions. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I went to this place, Cheshire Cat. Uh, nice spot. It was kind of, it, it was a small interior space, but outside they had like three patios, um, that had like different types of like, you know, wood and, and structure. So basically the three different sections all looked different. They even had this one that looked like a, a like a little shed. Like it was like an addition, it was like a little shed and they just cut the walls out to make like windows and then put like a table in between little banquette. So it was like, you know, this little, little branch off shed from one of the patios where you could sit and just the whole thing looked really nice. I would definitely suggest uh, Google imaging the Cheshire cat, uh, and it's in, uh, carp. So again, if you're anywhere else in Canada or North America, you can still Google this place, but carp C A R P, uh, like the fish. Uh, and you'll see this place. It looks really, really nice. They have a giant cat that sits on top of the, the sign out front. <clears throat> the menu was quaint. We had like wood fire pizza and, uh, and French fries. I don't know what's up with me with French fries lately, but I'm like, I want like, like chip wagon, or as you guys call it in the States, food truck style, uh, French fries, chips. Um, I know McDonald's fries are great and all that crap. I'm like, I'm not like, I just want fries. I'm like, I, I want like the, 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 the thick cut deep fried you know, chip wagon fries, you know? So I had a plate of those. Um, but it's funny. We got there, the guy at the front, big booming voice, uh, took our reservation, uh, like super friendly, super enthusiastic, but like beyond serverish type stuff. Like he wasn't too much. He was very warm, very, very exciting. Um, just kept saying like, this guy's fucking great. You know, he's like, well, why don't we get you inside? He's like, he's like, you know, do you guys want a patio? And we're like, yeah, I want a patio. Like, yeah, I'd love a seat on the patio. I'd love to be outside. <clears throat> he's like, okay, I'm not sure if we got them. He's like, is this your first time here? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, okay, well then we're definitely gonna have to make a patio seat work for you guys. Um, he's like, I don't have anything right now. I have a reservation soon that may or may not show. He's like, why don't you guys, you guys want to go inside, have a seat at the bar, you know, and we'll come get you when it's time. And we're like, yeah, that's great. We'll go inside and have a drink, wait for our table. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Everybody at this place was great. And they did a thing now. It's funny because I've worked in, in the restaurant industry, um, not just like I've, I've done a little bit of serving, a little bit of busboy stuff, you know, uh, in my earlier days. But even now just being, you know, working in a comedy club where it's a restaurant, there's a lot of food and drink sales and stuff like that. Like I watch it and I'm a, I see how, how the different places work and stuff like that. And it's funny, this place is like, yeah, like it wasn't just like, oh, we split tips. Like this place was literally like, we all help each other all the time. So like, I remember asking the bartender, like, Hey, can we settle up with you for this picture of sangria? Because we're going to go away, going at the back. Like, no, like we just, we take your name and everything's on one bill. Like we all help each other out here. We all split tips. Like, so everybody from like the butt, like everyone does everything. Everyone buses, everyone serves, everyone takes orders, everyone helps out. So we, I was even asking about there, like, yeah. And like, if one of us has like a couple of minutes, we'll like literally walk up to someone else and be like, Hey, I, I've got a couple of minutes. What do you need? And they all help each other, whatever. So it's like, it gets rid of like all that shitty animosity of places that are like, Hey, um, that's my table and, oh, you're, I'm getting the next seating. And you know what I mean? Like people arguing and fighting with each other just because of the fact that they know that like, well, that money's mine and I'm not, I don't want to lose that money. And people arguing, you know, it's, it's, I've seen that and it is ugly. It's like every man for himself. Again, I've worked in sales, which all is serving is kind of, that's all it is, right? Encourage you to buy more because that's, you know, a bigger tip at the end. If people are tipping, you know, percentage of what was bought, but it's, it's, uh, it was fascinating to see everyone working as a team. So like people, like it didn't matter who was taking your order. It didn't matter who was bringing it to you. Didn't you know, who, can I get you something? Like everyone was just working together. It was super, super nice. This guy at the front who was greeting and coordinating again, like just, he was, we set, we were sitting on the patio kind of, uh, not right next, but within three feet of the podium. So we're sitting at our table. There's like a, you know, a, a little fencing area. And then right on the other side is that, so we can hear this guy constantly. It's just his energy never wavered. He was positive with everybody. I was like, this fucking guy's great. This guy's fucking great. And we had a great time because again, like at no point was it like, you know, if you're like, this is the kind of place where like, if you want to move tables for some reason, um, you're not fucking up a section or anything like that. Cause the whole place is operated by everybody. It was I mean, maybe people are listening to this going like, yeah, this like, that's like how everywhere is in my town. Okay, great. And my, my city, it's not, it's, you know, server has a section and people are bitching and complaining when, you know, somebody wants to go sit like you almost, you almost have the servers. Like when you're asking for what you want, they're almost like telling you like, no, and see, like they're making excuses because they want you in their section so that they can make money off of you. Right. Like I need to make my tips or whatever, but like a place that's like, no, <clears throat> we all share, we all work on every table. It's. I think that's a better system because you don't have animosity. Everyone knows that they're going to get an equal part. The harder everybody works, the better experience the customer has, the more they spend, the more they tip, you know what I mean? So like, you're not, you're not basically trying to give the customer not what they want so that you can keep them for yourselves. I, I, it was a really cool system to see working. If you're anybody who works in a restaurant or, you know, people in the restaurant industry or whatever, like let them know. Like I would honestly say any restaurateur should check this fucking place out. Again, because it seems so simple. Why doesn't everyone just do everything? You know what I mean? <clears throat> but it, it made the experience amazing top to bottom. The food was good. The drinks were good. Like it wasn't super expensive, but it was a really, it was a really great experience. Even we chatted with one of the guys who's like, oh, it's only my second night serving. But like, I've been, a, I was a bus boy here before and everyone encouraged me to like, you know, Hey, you can, you can move up and you can do other things. Like if you want, da, da, da. And, uh, he was just saying like, yeah, so it's been great. Everyone helps. So he was the one who was explaining like, yeah, we just all, if anyone has any downtime, it's just like, Hey, how can, how can I help? You know what I mean? Like it was cool because it keeps the machine oiled and running. It keeps everybody happy. You know what I mean? So, and again, the happier one is the more fucking money you're going to make. It's li literally like one of the rules of business is like, don't even worry about like, Oh, how much money am I going to make? It's more, I just really like this product. I want to, I want to put the best product forward. 
You know what I mean? And the money will come. If you're, if you work hard at what it is you're doing and make the best possible product, then the money will come. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Cheshire cat, man. Uh, fuck my, my, I've been doing that whistling thing with my teeth. So that's frustrating. Whole reason I got aligners was my, my teeth started doing this whistle. If I hit our hard, that was an H for Christ's sakes. And I heard a whistle meaning like a hard H or something like that. S they'll like this fucking whistle sound comes from my teeth. And on stage, if I'm passionate, I'm getting it. It, it kills my vibe, kills my vibe. It's often like the sentence before a punch too. So I'm like, I have to stop and address it. Cause everyone's like, did everyone, did anyone else hear that fucking tea kettle go off? Slurping actually aerates the coffee. And allows you to taste more of the notes for anyone who's like this motherfucker slurps coffee. Yeah. It's kind of my charm. Uh, Cheshire cat and carp. Check it out. Check it out online. Uh, just look, look at the outside pictures and things like that. So you can get a, a view of what this place looks like. It was just a nice, charming little spot. Um, it was, uh, the bugs were bad. We did this. I think it was Saturday night. I can't, I can't really remember. We went out for, for dinner and, um, and it was just like the, the bugs were a little annoying, but it's that time of year. You know what I mean? I think that it had rained earlier in the day. So it was a little damp out. The bugs was out days, days was out. And this place is like all by itself, kind of like on this, uh, sort of, I don't want to say farm road, but like, you know, quieter country sort of road. So it's sort of all by itself, um, at an intersection. So of course all the bugs is coming to where the lights is and the, the people's is and all that CO2. Apparently bugs are drawn to your breath because of the CO2 in it. So um, just real quick, I am boring myself to tears working on taxes. I had to go out and get like fucking tax books, well, binders and just that. So like a lot of this week is going to be like movie reviews and things like that shows I was watching just because of the fact that I've been doing little to nothing, mm. little, little else other than this stuff. I, I did manage to get uh, finished, uh, my product pictures a long time ago. Uh, crystal helped me take some pictures of, uh, the, the products that were in the one man podcast, uh, limited edition collectors box. Um, I do have, again, I still have a few of them I moved. Like I, I had a few, I, I moved some ones when I was starting to get ready to do this. I'm like, that's great. I just have like a fucking like three left and I just want to get them sold. So I was like, okay, well, you know what? Even if someone's not a fan of this podcast, there is some cool shit in this box, high quality hats, high quality t-shirts, water bottles, coffee mugs, binders, no, or not, not binders, sorry, notebooks, things like that. So I'm like, okay, let's get this fucking thing. Let's get these sold. Right. And if I could put some nice pictures up on Kijiji and, and uh, Facebook marketplace and that kind of thing, um, you know, I stand a chance of, of getting these fucking things out of here, you know, or I'm just going to keep waiting for super fans, super fan onesies. We're like, I love this nonsense and I want to get it done. So um, having said that I posted, I got those pictures all edited, which took time. I got them. I got it posted up in the marketplace. Um, taxes, boring, boring, boring. Um, we'll say that on uh Sunday night, let's say, do I do that stuff and just wander into movie reviews? All right. On Friday night, I went out to do a promo, a fireball promo with my pals from the Rito Center activation. So Jad and Lamise, uh, didn't get a chance to see Nick until, uh, the Saturday, but, um, we were basically sitting at, uh, the, the TD place at Lansdowne and we were giving away free little single shot kind of sample bottles of, 
uh, Fireball Whiskey, which is like a cinnamon whiskey, and Southern Comfort, which is a weird ass cough syrup tasting shit. I don't, I don't like it. Sorry if, if for some reason my, my thing is listening. Um, both of these liquors or liqueurs, because they're under 40%, um, both of them, I think one's 35 and the other one's 33%. So they're up there. But the whole idea with these things is I would say that they're better as a mix. All right. Uh, Fireball being a cinnamon whiskey. Um, goes great in Coke. You put that in a Coke. Oh my God, this nice cinnamon Coke that you get great to sip on lots of sugar, lots of whatever. It's great. You shoot it on its own and it's almost like you just put through a handful of cinnamon hearts in your mouth. You know, those, those Valentine's days, candies, just cinnamon heart festival, bang, just hits you way too hard in the face. Um, but it works good. Southern comfort. Again, it's got this odd, I think they were going for whiskey, uh, when they were originally making it and ended up with this like sweet corny kind of just sipping liqueur. Um, don't love it. It's got a bit of a cough syrupy taste to me, but if you dump a so SoCo as they call it, Southern comfort, you dump a, a SoCo into a, an iced tea or into, you know, uh, a, a fruit juice or something like that, an orange juice or, or whatever citrusy, I would say, um, you get a nice little mixed drink. That's going to, you know, it's going to taste nice, right? The Coke and the cinnamon or the, the SoCo and the orange juice, iced tea, you basically just making something that's already kind of sweet. It's better mixed in there on its own is gross in my opinion. So we were given these out. It was a great opportunity to see these people again. We were just giving away free booze. So that made people happy and a great opportunity. Great way for me to just make some money doing what I love, which is giving away free shit. Um, so nothing special there, but it was super cool to just walk around in the sunshine, making money, making people happy. You know what I mean? So that's something that I did with my Friday night. Um, after that, um, on, on, uh, Sunday, I had a spot at absolute comedy. So, uh, I'm, I'm hosting this week at absolute comedy and I'll tell you more about that a little later on into the episode, but I, uh, Jason's like, why don't you do a warm up spot? You know, you're going to be on stage hosting next week. You haven't been on stage for a while. Why don't you do a warm up spot? So Sunday night I had an eight minute spot at the club, got myself all dressed up all dolled up as it were. And I wandered myself over to absolute comedy, did like a little eight minute spot. It was fine. I just kind of like, I, I, you know, dusted off some bits that I've been doing, you know, that you can hear me doing on Sirius satellite radio, um, or Sirius XM. I should say Sirius satellite radio is the fucking old, old way of saying it. That's when it was just Sirius and XM was its own thing, but Sirius XM merged. And that's the name of the station or, uh, subject, whatever the fuck it's called. That's the name of the goddamn medium satellite radio I'm on satellite radio tell them a jokes dusted a few of them off brought them to the stage for uh for sunday night and it was fine it wasn't the best set i've ever had um but it wasn't bad for a guy who hasn't been doing it in months probably the longest period of my my stand-up career going without doing stand-up comedy it was actually quite good um and then and then i literally did the spot i said thanks to the other guys in the show and i apologize i excused myself because i wanted to get the fuck out of there and then uh last night Okay. I'm, I'm recording this. I uh, usually record these on Tuesday. Um, but as of late, I've just been so busy. It's been hard to get everything done. And I want to make sure, honestly, uh, something I've learned about the podcast for people who've been uh, with me for a long time is that when I try to bang these things out, like I was going to go do my spot at the show last night and then come home and record this, but I was tired. And something I've learned about this podcast is if I try to do it when I'm tired, I have no energy. I am yawning constantly. And that can't be something that's going to do it for you guys. When you're listening to this at work, I've already, I, I quite literally came back from answering that stupid doorbell to hearing my phone buzz. And I look at it and I've got like three different people messaging me going, yo, where's the podcast? Uh, cause it's supposed to be available for Wednesdays. So 
I just figured it'll still be available on Wednesday. It's just going to be available a little later on Wednesday. I'm doing this about 11 o'clock in the morning, uh, or 10 something, whatever, um, on Wednesday. So it'll be available, uh, just after lunch, but, um, the energy's here when I do it in the morning and, and yesterday in the morning, I, I had a desk full of shit, no room to put my stuff. I didn't have the notes done. And, uh, and it wouldn't have been, uh, wouldn't have been something uh, that I'm very happy with and not to say that today will make it any better. Oh, now I'm really happy with this. Um, but that's the, the charm of this podcast. If you happen to be listening to this episode for the very first time, um, yeah, sometimes I have a week where not a whole lot goes on and I'm really squeezing the, the, the juice out of the week, you know, for a week where I, I basically handed out booze samples and, uh, and sat and did taxes and edited photos you know what I mean? Didn't get a lot going. I, you know what I did do? Um, and this isn't even very interesting, but I actually bought on Amazon, um, like one of those shaving cream bowl brush kind of things. I was like, oh, you know, everyone says that like that old shaving cream lather with the brush where you lather it yourself in the bowl and everything like that. Oh, it's so much better shave. So I was like, okay, well, as much as I have a beard, I still have like a neck that I got to groom on a regular basis. And, um, you know, so maybe, maybe if I do like this, you know, I get, and I get, I do get razor burn when I shave my neck. I don't know if my blade's old. I, I couldn't have used it more than like three or four times, but, um, you know what I mean? If you're shaving every couple of, eh, maybe I got to change the blade and we'll see what happens. But, um, I, I really didn't, I, I lathered the ship. First off, it takes a long time and there's no one tells you like the right amount of ratio of water to cream or whatever. So like I'm sitting here fucking you know, swirling this shit up with the brush and the bowl. It was like 50 bucks for the kit, right? So I got the kit, I got the bowl, a stand and uh, uh, like a soap puck that I guess you put in and you fucking scrub and get the lather up, whatever. Anyways, the brush came out of the box. I, I opted for the more expensive kit because it had real like pure badger hair uh, on the brush. And that's what everyone's saying. Like the synthetic shit's not as good or whatever. So I was like, okay, well I'll, I'll opt to pay more for the real, you know, brush. So scrubbing that, rolling it finally you know after like five to ten minutes i get you know enough lather in there to the right texture and consistency and everything like that to be able to fucking put it on my neck and you know do the spots i don't know if you can hear all that rubbing and shit but yeah get all over the spots and then of course a little bit on my cheeks just above my beard to keep that trimmed up nice um and yeah uh really uh, nothing like nothing uh, it, it, it wasn't anything special. It took way too long. It was a lot of cleanup afterwards. I have to clean a brush. I have to clean whatever. I have other shaving, you know, creams that are literally, you know, literally everyone says that way too much now, but I've got little jars of cream where I can quite, you know, quite simply open the lid, dip my finger in it and rub it directly on. I don't have to like fucking make my own paints for a half an hour, you know, or 10 minutes beforehand. And then I'm not cleaning bowls and stands and brushes, not something else to take up. So I, I tried it, didn't love it. Um, I also ordered like a, a shaving cream that you're supposed to lather with a brush. I thought I would, it looked in the picture like it was just shaving cream again, like a, like a jar that I open up, dip my fingers in and rub it on, but it's not, it's the kind you have to lather yourself and fuck me if that wasn't a giant pain in the ass. So I sent back the shaving cream and I sent back the shaving kit. Um, again, like that's my life right now is like testing products and then, you know, whatever. I've had a lot of people encourage me saying that with all the things that I'm picking up and whatnot, and just with my own stupidity with the, the videos and, and whatnot, like in terms of just how goofy I am and whatnot, that it might be fun to start, you know, doing product reviews. And I don't know how much spare time I'm going to have, hopefully lots, but, um, 
you know, I, I hopefully not a lot, you know, I'd love to be doing a ton of marketing stuff. I also have to do some trainings and coordinating some other things. Guys, it has been such a boring fucking admin week, but at least on the background, I've had movies playing and stuff. So, um, Tuesday night show first show of the week. In fact, this is the first week that absolute comedy has been back in business that they have added a Tuesday show. You know, I'm just, I'm just that big of a draw in my home city. So, um, we, uh, we did the show last night. It was great. Uh, I was hosting, I was worried too. Cause when you're hosting, you're going out first and you're trying to make the crowd, you know, hot, you're trying to warm them up and get the show started for everybody else. It worked great. Everything went well after the show. I had so many people coming up to me saying, Hey, you were great. You were our favorite, da, 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 which is a phenomenal compliment. I'm very, very pleased about that. Um, I got to work with a phenomenal headliner, Rick Curry, whom I absolutely adore this guy. Um, the headliner I'm working with this week. And again, I'll tell you more about that is, was not a, um, was not available until Wednesday. Like that's what he had booked because that's what the shows were originally. Done. So he's going to be in tonight and I can't wait to see my buddy. We're going to have so much fucking fun, but um, just over. And it's so funny, Jason, Jason and him are close too. And Jason's leaving for the week. So it's just funny that the, the Jay won't see him, but, um, yeah, we, um, we, we did a great time. Rick Curry was headlining last night. So he was filling in for, uh, for the one night that, that, uh, the headliner wouldn't be in this week and fucking Rick has done it all in this country. He's such, he's such an amazing writer. He's such an amazing performer. He's so fucking funny. This guy's so fucking funny. It's not even, it's not even fair. And, and, and I, I'm not slighting any other comedians when I say this, but I just, just for you guys, a little insider shit is, um, when you're doing stand up comedy, especially when you're like working the same week as somebody, you know what I mean? Um, you, you tend to like, you know, you're doing like seven, eight shows. I mean, if it's a good club, sometimes it's like three or four, but regardless is once you've seen the, the, you know, let's call it the hour that that guy's doing a lot of times you're like, okay, I've seen it. And then when they go on stage as a host, right, that's what I'm doing. Like, it's like you bring them up and then you kind of like go hang out in the green room and you kill time, whatever. Like maybe the first night you watch their set, but, um, you're, you're kind of like, okay, like again, after like one or two shows, you're like, yeah, I, I get what his act is and, and whatever, even if it's good, you're just like, yeah, I get it. I don't need to watch it. It's like, you know, it's like being a parent and, and quite literally having to watch your, the same movie with your kids, like seven times in a row that week. You know what I mean? You're over it after a while, but there's a few guys, there's like a handful of guys who, and here's the thing too, right? Rick, Rick is a, a comic local to Ottawa. He, he was a writer for a while, so he would spend a lot of time in, in Toronto and then come back on the weekends, or whatever. But the thing is I've worked with Rick for years and, um, his act has changed, but a lot of the core stuff is the same. So you know, this isn't shitting on a guy or anything like that, but his job was predominantly as a writer. He would do stand up as a, as, as what I would call a distant second. Um, and so the thing is like when you're doing a lot of writing and all of the shit that you're coming up with is going somewhere else, like it's hard to write new shit for yourself all the time. So I've worked with Rick for years and we've done not just club work. We've done one nighters together. We've done all sorts of different stuff. And like I said, in this industry, there's a handful of guys where you will watch them every night just because they're just so good. The jokes are so beautifully crafted and the way that they perform them too. Cause there's guys who are like doing the same act, but you can tell they've been doing it for so long. They got no love for it anymore. They're just kind of going through the motions. You know what I mean? It's like a stale relationship. Um, some of the guys just, even though it's, even though it's shit, they've been doing a long time. Like they still make it feel new. Like you're seeing it for the first time. You know what I mean? Like some guys just like throw away lines that they've been doing for a long time, but the audience doesn't know. Like just uh, what I'm trying to say is like, 
like I said, a handful of guys. There's so many comedians that I love. But after, you know, if I'm working with them for the week, I'll watch them the first night, maybe the first two nights. And then I'm like, okay, like I, I've, I've heard the jokes, like I'm not going to get caught off guard. But, but Rick Curry's one of those guys where doesn't matter, doesn't fucking matter how many times I've seen him, how many times we've worked together. I still watch him every time. He's, he's just that good. Um, so I, I, the best, basically that's the best takeaway I had from last night was as much as I was up there running my fucking mouth hosting. Um, I'm just really glad I got to see Rick. It's been a while because of COVID and, and everything like that. I haven't seen him in a while and it was still great to see him, um, just on stage. The guy's fucking amazing. Uh, if you ever have an opportunity to see Rick Curry, um, he doesn't do a whole lot of like traveling for comedy because again, he does a lot of writing and things like that. So he'll do gigs around Ottawa. But, um, if you ever see his name, I, I can't, uh, can't encourage you enough to go, go see his act. Cause he's fucking hilarious. He's funny off stage. He's funny on stage. There's a reason that the guy writes for like all the big shows in Canada. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, that's my little, uh, my little dick tickle for Rick Curry, but only because I fucking love the guy. Um, and also guys, um, I got a bonus episode of Rick with Rick Curry, right? You can find it. You can scroll through the, the episodes and find my interview with Rick Curry and we, we shoot the shit about his stuff, whatever, but, uh, but just good dude. I just love working with that guy. And, and he's, he's also one of those guys that like, he's good to everybody, right? There's some people who are like, you know, they're like, oh, I'm old school and you got to earn your child. It's like, go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? Just to make someone have to feel shitty. I'm just saying the guy has always treated every comic, uh, fairly and well, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't, he doesn't act like he's above anybody, even though his accolades are incredible. He doesn't act like he's better than anybody else. He's not mean or unkind to anyone. He's not standoffish. You know, there's no ego or arrogance to that guy whatsoever. Um, it's the way it should be. You know, you can have success in this business. You can be funny. You can be talented, whatever, and still treat people with dignity. I don't know. Uh, the guy's great. I, I think he's, I think he's one of the greatest. Um, and I always feel very privileged when I get to work with him. So, uh, Rick Curry got to see him one night, one night only. If you weren't there, you fucking missed it this time, but keep your eyes peeled for Rick Curry. If you're in the Ottawa area, super, super great comic. Um, I, now we're just going to talk about shit that I watched. All right. We're 28 minutes in, according to my, uh, timer over here on the fucking recorder. Um, so I think I have some stories to tell about some of them, but I watched a few different shows. Okay. I watched a show called sexy beasts. Um, I saw the, the, the promo for it. So basically think about a lot of people dressed up in like really cool kind of prosthetic animal masks. Some of them are like aliens. Some of them are like robots or tin cans or whatever it is. And it's like, oh, you know, one person, every episode has one person who's dressed like an animal and they've got three different people that they'd like to date. Um, missed opportunity, not upset about it, but just the way the way trends are going these days, a missed opportunity would have been to have one of the six episodes would have been to have one of the episodes with either a gay person or a uh, lesbian person or, or whatever you have it. Uh, but I feel like the, the show is, the show is incredibly stupid. Let's start with that really good makeup artists. And that's the thing is like, you're like, Oh, look at the makeup has been done so well in this. And I've got to, I, I have to feel like the people who worked on those costumes at the end were like, what the fuck? These people are fucking morons and self-centered egotistical. Like it was so like, basically they only picked attractive people, um, like really attractive people. Um, but seemingly, uh, like, and it was just like the stuff that they said to each other it was like, basically they get to sit down and have a drink together. Uh, and then the three of them, and then the person whittles away. One of them goes, okay, no, I'm not, I'm, you know, Oh, oh the three of you, wow, this is a really hard decision. 
uh, and then they throw away one person and then that person comes in with their mask off and you're like, wow, you're super sexy. I'm so bummed that I didn't pick you. And they're like, whatever you're lost, motherfucker, <laughs> whatever. And then the person has like two longer dates with the other people, well, has one longer date with both of the others uh, privately. And then they come back and then they, they pick who their, their sexy beast is. And the conversations these people have are stupid. Um, very self-centered. Like the whole idea is like, would you fall in love with someone for who they are on the inside? Cause this mask protects you from, they are, they they talk about sex. They're not funny. They're really not funny. I find them very uninteresting. Um, and of course they're always attractive. You're like, yeah, no wonder none of them have anything to say. And it's gross. They're all about like, some of them are all about their physical appearance. And do I look great? And do I, am I this, am I that? It was, it's just a gross show with gross people and amazing special effects. It's, it's dumb. It's dumb. And like I said, there's a missed opportunity. You could have had an episode where it was like a guy and he's dating three guys and they're gay and whatever. It doesn't matter because they're not kissing or doing anything. Like, can't you just represent another, but that's part of it's so on brand for this trashy, horrible fucking show where the makeup's incredible. The makeup artists are absolutely incredible. And I can just imagine being like, wow, like being in that makeup chair for as long as it would take to put these on. Cause I would imagine that they didn't just wear it once. They probably had to wear it over a couple of days to do these different dates and shit. And for the makeup artists to have to like, listen to the nothing coming out of these people's mouth. And on top of it, be like, really? Like, this is the show I'm working on. It's not like something with any kind of merit, artistic merit at all. It's literally like dumb good looking people saying the dumb oh you gotta watch it like my my buddy d uh was the one who recommended to me he's like you gotta watch the sexy beast show i probably already i, I don't know if i already talked about it but I, I feel like i would have remembered it um i don't remember quite what day i watched it, it might have been after the last week's podcast came out but d's like you gotta watch the show it's called sexy beast and i was like all right and then he was telling me like that and like within the same 30 minute period of telling me I got to watch, he's like, dude, I tried to watch, I watched that show for three minutes and I'm already out. These people are so fucking stupid. But I was like, all right. But again, you know, a friend of onesie makes a recommendation for, you got to watch this thing. Like, you know, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. And I, and I done did. And it was stupid. And then I think the last of six episodes, the last two episodes, I literally just skipped ahead. Like I didn't care about their conversation. I knew it was gonna be stupid. I skipped ahead to just when people are taking the masks off and they're like 22 minutes, like short, short episodes. But they're just, this one girl, the panda, the woman who's dressed like a panda is the most obnoxious, obnoxious piece of garbage I've ever heard in my life. She's literally like my sexy beast and future husband. And it's like, you, you've talked to this person for 30 minutes total. And this is going to be your future husband. Oh my God. Guy's the dumbest human being. Sexy beast. All right, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. Uh, watched a movie with a loaded cast. Loaded cast called uh the woman in the window or woman in the window uh amy adams is the lead amy adams of course big actress um also had gary oldman in it big actress julianne moore big actress jennifer jason lee smaller big actress um uh, uh what's his face kurt russell wyatt russell was in it right he recently played u.s agent on the show falcon and the winter soldier he was in it so lots of big names in this thing and you're going okay well this this has potential to be good um having said that there though um she uh she so the whole the whole point of this plot is is i don't even know how to summarize it right but it's this woman she's looking through her window she's she's got agoraphobia and her husband and her daughter are 
are gone. They're not with her. Um, you know, they don't live with her or whatever. And she's like, yeah, my, my, whatever she's seeing a, she's seeing a therapist who comes to her house. Everything comes to her house because she's there and you're getting this vibe early in the movie. Like, oh, maybe none of these people are real or whatever it is. Um, which doesn't end up being the case. Spoiler alert. That is not what's going on, but you're watching this thing and she sees something like across the window. It's got like a little bit of a, what lies beneath feel to it. Um, she sees something, nobody believes her. It's like that Bart Simpson episode, which was based on, I think like a twilight zone or, or whatever episode where guy's stuck in the window and he's watching what's happening. It was just very like, Oh, what's going on here? And then she's got this tenant that lives downstairs, Wyatt Russell. And then, you know, Gary Oldman's smacking his wife around and, Oh, did he kill her? Did he kill his wife? And then the son from across the street comes to visit her. You know what I mean? And, and she thinks that he's being abused and stuff like that. It was just an odd movie. I won't ruin it for you, but it's a movie where like half of them are like, what the fuck is going on? Is she crazy? Is she this way? So the acting was good and everything, but just overall kind of like a eh, thumbs down. Let me see if I can, uh, let me see if I can get a rotten tomato score on this thing. Ugh, everything's always right out of reach. Um, let's see here. Okay. We go ahead and rotten tomato. I find rotten tomatoes is a really fair uh, review site because they, they amalgamate there. Someone, someone accused them of like taking money or something to give certified fresh or whatever. But, um, woman in the window, Amy Adams, it is Gary Oldman. It didn't look like himself, but it is. Yeah, there you go. That says it all. Tomato meter is 26% audience score, 34%. So, uh, here's, here's the, I'll read you the, uh, the critics consensus. Uh, it says, um, um, milk with toast, M I L Q U E toast, so a milk toast and muddled thriller that drowns in its frenzied homages. The woman in the window will have audiences closing their curtains. I guess that means closing the curtains. So they won't see it. Uh, audience says Amy Adams is great, but she's wasted along with the rest of a star studded cast on a mystery that takes a long time to get going and often doesn't make much sense. That is true. Yeah. You're kind of going like, what the fuck's going on? Um, so here's the synopsis for you guys make this a little bit easier. So, you know. Um, Ooh, the night house, get out of the house, August 20th, Rebecca hall. Sorry. Only in theaters. Ooh, I'll probably have to watch a trailer for that. The night house. Okay. Um, what do we got here? We've got Anna Fox. Amy Adams is an agoraphobic child psychologist who finds herself keeping tabs on the picture perfect family across the street through the windows of her New York city brownstone. Her life is turned upside down when she inadvertently witnesses a brutal crime based on the gripping best-selling novel and adapted by Tracy Letts. No idea that is shocking secrets are revealed and nothing sorry and nothing and no one are what they seem in this suspenseful psychological thriller starring Annie Adams, Colin Gerald and Anthony Macchio. Yeah, he's in it for like two seconds. Uh, Fred Hetchinger. No idea. Wyatt Russell, Brian, Tyree, Henry, Jennifer, Jason Lee and Julianne Moore. Yeah. Well, it got a 26% and I feel like that was fair. Maybe, maybe that was a little lower than it should have got, but it's definitely not a pass. But when you see it on Netflix and you're like, holy shit, uh, Amy Adams, Gary Oldman, Julianne Moore, fucking Wyatt Russell, Anthony Maggie, like this is a fucking star studded cast. We should watch this. Mm, I would advise against that. That's where I'm at with this. Um, what else? All right. I'm going to get a couple things banged out here, uh, before we get to the shittiest movie in my top five. Uh, watched, I've watched a couple shows this week about people with, uh, disabilities. 
Um, one of them scripted, one of them documentary style. And I have to tell you guys, I highly recommend them. Okay. So there's going to be, you'll have to bear with me while I tiptoe through a minefield of potentially, you know, um, insensitive things, but I'm, I, I don't have any insensitivity to it. Just, I don't know how to talk about shit without getting in trouble. That's just my life. So. Um, I'm going to start with the one we can take. I'm going to start with the one that isn't a comedy. Um, and just talking about that. I've been watching a show. I watched, I've been watching, I watched the whole thing. Uh, there's five episodes. It's a show called love on the spectrum. And it is a very charming show. It appears to, to take place entirely in Australia. And it's about people who have autism and who are looking for relationships and you know, how, how is it, you know, how, what's it like to try to date and find love when you're on the spectrum? Um, as I mentioned, I find it to be a very, very charming show. I think it's really sweet. The, the cast of characters that they follow in this show. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, there's times where you're laughing because like you're t- we're talking about people who don't get social cues, right? So even the family members are laughing. You're listening to the person talk and how, you know, strong and serious they are about something, but it's just, it's, it's charming and lighthearted because you're like, of course, that's not the way it works or whatever. Um, but I, I tell you that the show is done with dignity and respect. It's, um, there's moments that are sad. There's moments you're like, oh no, like there's awkward fucking moments. And that's kind of what it's like being autistic is not, not getting physical or social cues and things like that. And just watching two people like not even stare at each other. Right. Because they're just breaking eye eye contact constantly because of that whole like social awkwardness and stuff like that. So, you know, it's hard enough for your average person to not feel awkward and uncomfortable in a social interaction like that, a first date, if you will. Um, but that's a lot of what it's like is people trying to find love and, and learn their interests and things like that. It's, it's a sweet show. It's charming. It definitely builds, uh, empathy. I hope, um, you know, it gives you a different insight into kind of like, you know, how these people operate and just, you know, it's, it's a charming show, man. People are watching the batch. People are watching furries. Fuck for Christ's sakes. That show sexy beast. I actually dropped that name. Last night and a bunch of people laughed because like they know what it is, but I would, I would feel really shitty if the show love on the spectrum is not, you know, people aren't like, it's like, okay, you want to watch a bunch of, let's put it this way. A bunch of fucking morons date. And I'm referring to the sexy beast people, you know, you don't want to watch people who are, you know, you don't want to see that kind of dating. You don't want to see those kind of, I swear to God, those people with autism had more intelligent conversations than these fucking morons on sexy beasts. And I don't, I don't mean that to come across as a, as a rude way, but that's how, that's how nothing you have to say. Pretty people. Some of you, you know what I mean? Oh my God, you are hot. You are so hot. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right here, girl. The guy takes off his jacket. She's saying she's, there was a guy in Sexy Beasts. The woman was saying she was cold. And he's like, I feel like I owe you this. And then he takes off his jacket and she thought he was going to put his jacket on her. He drops the jacket on the ground and then turns around to let him, to let her see like his muscles through his t-shirt. These people are fucking losers. Losers. Um, <clears throat> the people on the spectrum are kind sweet, loving, like you can see how important a relationship is to them, how much love they have to give. You know what I mean? There's, there's sweet people. They want to, yeah, it's love on the spectrum. Beautiful show guys. Um, you know, and you guys know me, I'm a moron and I'm an idiot. I'm not, I'm not saying you have to be the kind of person who's like, Oh, I'm super woke and super like, oh, this is my, it's charming. 
And some of the things they even say about love and the relationships, you know, these autistic people, they're like, sorry, these people who are autistic, you can't say autistic people, you see the disability first, not the person, the other way around completely changes everything. It doesn't, but uh, if it makes people happy and not, not cancel you, then fine. These people who are autistic have sweet sentiments that they're sharing regarding, uh, just their idea of love and what love means, whatever. It's very charming show. You're laughing one minute. You're, you're kind of like, Oh, like you're, you're feeling, you know, uh, wistful and, and romanticized by, I tell you these, uh, these silver tongued devils, you know, um, <clears throat> excuse me, but that's, uh, and, and the show didn't miss the opportunity to have, you know, bisex, bisexual people and, and things like that on it as well. So good on them to have, uh, some, some, you know, inclusivity. So love on the spectrum, uh, highly recommended, highly recommended. Then there's a show. It's a comedy, um, by a guy named, I think Ryan O'Connell or Ryan O'Donnell. God damn it. Um, I want to make sure I get his name right. Uh, and since Rotten Tomatoes is still up, I'm going to put the fucking show. There he is. There he is. A 2019 show called Special. Oh, oh. And the average tomato meter, 98%. Huh? So how about that? So um, this series info, actor, writer, Ryan O'Connell, I was right, stars in this semi-autobiographical series based on his memoir. His memoir. I didn't know he had a memoir. Um he plays Ryan, a gay man with cerebral palsy who decides to do away with his identity as an accident victim uh, and go after the life that he wants. After years of dead-end internships, blogging in his pajamas, and mainly communicating through text, Ryan figures out how to take his life from bleak to chic as he gets ready to start limping towards adulthood. Uh, O'Connell serves as an executive producer on the comedy series along with Big Bang Theory star Jim Parsons. Oh, um, that's, that's the annoying one there. The most annoying one. Sheldon is Jim Parsons. So I guess Jim Parsons is an executive producer on it as well. But, uh, yeah, average audience score, 86% tomato meter, 98%. Um, it is very, very charming show. So, um, season two, they do have two seasons on Netflix, eight episodes each. They're about 15 minutes long. They're not, uh, they're not super long. Um, but it's a beautiful, beautiful show. Um, it is a comedy. So he has cerebral palsy. And again, a lot of people, it's kind of like he's got cerebral palsy and he's gay. So, um, it's one of those things where, you know, this guy's got some things that, that he's got to work against. You know what I mean? Make things difficult for him. So, um, it's a very charming show. It's funny. It's, it's done as a comedy. He, you know, he's a writer, executive producer. Uh, he's the star. And it's just kind of like, you know, it's funny. There's funny moments in it. It's got very lightheartedness to it. Um, can't recommend it more. Like within the first few minutes of the first episode, you know, he's already got you. You kind of like, he even has a, like a slight, slight spoiler. Like, I mean, if you watch the first four minutes, it spoils it, but he's with his physiotherapist and he's, he's just talking about how he, it sucks that he's kind of in, in both worlds you know, he feels like he's uh, got a foot in both worlds because he's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not so able-bodied that I can just hang out with the regular people, but I'm not disabled enough to really be with the disabled group either. I'm just like one foot in both worlds. Like it just, I don't know where I belong basically. Right. So, and people too, when they see you a certain way, they immediately assume, you know, you're, you're a certain way, you know, people will talk down to you, whatever. And you're like, I'm, I'm here mentally. I just have like a physical disability. You know, I'm, I'm not, not childlike in my mind. It's again, like these shows that kind of build you empathy and make you realize things that, you know, you, we just have our preconceived notions and anyone listening to this right now is like, fuck that. I'm not going to, okay, fine. Then keep being ignorant. 
just don't walk around thinking, you know, everything. And for the love of God, please don't ever try to interact with one of these people. Cause you'll probably just offend them and hurt them. Um, you know, you ignorant ass motherfucker. No, um, I don't know. Uh, special. That's all it's called special. Um, and, uh, and love on the spectrum. I really, I've thoroughly enjoyed my engagement with both of them. Um, I think I, I've got like maybe two or three episodes left of special on the second season, but I burned through the first season. I was burning through the second one and I just had to get to work. I'm getting like, no, I'm getting paperwork done at a snail's pace because I'm distracted by all these charming shows about uh, people. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't think cerebral palsy counts as on the spectrum. It's a disability, but you're not on the spectrum. Again, it's not affecting you mentally. I don't think. Um, but if anyone knows if cerebral palsy, I don't believe it does. Um, yeah, like people with cerebral palsy are very, very not, I mean, I find a lot of them like, they, I don't know, just better people. Um, and I find a lot of them not really limited by their disabilities. Maybe there's a few things that they can't do, but it's really like, I don't know. I, I, I guys watch these shows make you a better person. And they're actually really charming, really funny, really, really sweet. They're really sweet. Um, Having said that, I'm going to get to something that is complete and utter garbage, but I have been a fan of for years. Um, I watched, this is also on Netflix, uh, Jackass three. <laughs> How about that? After all this, like guys, you know, you got to watch people with empathy and learn it. And then I'm watching guys poop on each other and hit things with their penis and jump off things and break their legs and stuff. But I will tell you this Jackass, um, Jack has a show. I've been around for a long time. It was a show on MTV at about the uh, year 2000. Uh, I think I was like 18 when I first saw it. I remember my buddy, uh, well, here I'm going off into what it is. I haven't even told you guys what it is. It's, it's stunts and things like that. Um, I feel fortunate enough that because I was, you know, I, I born and raised in Ottawa that I knew about a guy who was doing this kind of shit before these jackass guys were doing it. A little known fella by the name of Tom green, um, who a lot of people should know he's been in a lot of, you know, movies and made content and MTV and things like that. Well, it's no surprise that MTV picked this guy up and that MTV was producers of jackass because this guy used to have a cable access show here in my hometown of Ottawa where he would do dumb shit. And it was like, it was like a talk show. You know, and he had clips. He was at all sorts of different things. He would do it in pranks and shit. He would pull, but this guy also had a desk and he would just, you know, uh, come out and fucking dick around with his, his Ed McMahon, Andy Richter type guy whose name was Glenn Humplick. Um, he would do stunts. He would suck on like cow. Like they made fun of him on family guy and like, Oh, now Tom, now over to Tom Green is gonna do something crazy. And he's like sitting in a tutu under a cow sucking a teat. And he's like, do you guys like me? Like, this is a real thing he did. Um, but this was all pre jackass. It's just that he was in Canada and it takes time for anyone to wear. So this guy was pre pre jackass, pre dudesons, pre bam, CKY pre any of that stuff. You know, the first guy being an asshole out in public, Tom green. Um, I'm sure there was other people, you know, before him, but, but, but Tom green predates jackass just saying. Um, but I remember, so I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, it wasn't like, oh, I've never seen a fucking weird, these weird kid jackass kids. So the idea was, um, the show came out in 2000. It was an MTV show. And my roommate at the time, Patrick, who's a good buddy of mine. I miss that guy. I haven't seen him in a long time. And I know still around just can't seem to get together with him. But my buddy Patrick and I uh, lived together. We were roommates. And this was back in the Morpheus LimeWire days. I think Morpheus was first and then it turned into LimeWire. So this was like, we would download episodes of, 
uh, Family Guy because this was after Family Guy got canceled the first three seasons. So we would watch like the first three seasons of Family Guy. Uh, we download all those and we downloaded the episodes of Jackass and we would watch, we would watch that shit. Um, I remember we also dabbled into the CKY videos. Um, cause that was like uh, Bam Margera's thing. So anyways, we got, we got, we were downloading these MTV shows cause we don't have MTV in Canada and we're watching the show Jackass. Our friends would come over and watch with us too, but we used to sit at the computer cause that's what it was downloaded on. Right. We didn't have like all these H not HDMI wasn't a thing at the time. So there was no like, Oh, just plug in an HDMI cable and put it over the TV. Not a thing, not a thing. So we would sit at the computer and we would watch episodes of Jackass and watch Johnny Knoxville try to jump the LA river and, and do a poo cocktail where he was basically, you know, lifted with a forklift in a, in a porta potty and had all the shit dumped on him. Um, you know, we'd watch them do all sorts of different things, jumping off ladders and landing in piles of elephant shit and it's just dumb humor but you know i was 18 at the time and it was exactly what i wanted i wanted dumb humor and it was all for me um you know that they only did a few seasons or whatever it was but but we saw we got, you got to know the characters and then of course they decided they wanted to do a jackass movie and that was exciting like oh we go to the theaters because there's only certain things you can't do on tv but you can do in a movie right feature film uh, so, you know, different ratings, right? You can't do R rated shit on a, on a public access, not public access, but you know, you know what I mean? Like a, a mainstream public TV show or channel like MTV. Right. So, uh, the movie allowed them to do more shit. We, we saw that. Um, the thing too, was there was two, um, series, there was two series of movies. The main one was CKY, which is can't kill yourself. Uh, that's what CKY stands for. And it's also a band. Uh, CKY is a band, but Bam Margera, Ryan Dunn, Brandon DiCamillo, Rab himself, um, Rake Yon, some other guys. Of course, Bam's parents, Phil and April Margera, who were the butt of a million different things. Like, So when you see people going into Jimmy Kimmel's bedroom and waking him up and doing stuff, that's really just like early days of Phil and Bam, you know, Phil and April Margera. Like Bam would do shit to them while they were sleeping a million times, set off fireworks in their bedrooms and shit like that. Like everything that 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 is old is new again, but these guys were doing it way back when. Um we would watch the CKY videos, which were like, which were like basically like half skateboarding videos and half like pranks and shit like that. But there was so many things in those videos. You know what I mean? Like, like just pranks and dumb shit. It was great content. I think there was three of them. They did, uh, what else did they do? Um, there was, so Jackass, the series can't kill yourself videos. Steve-O put out a series of videos called Don't Try These at Home. As a matter of fact, I still have the three DVDs. I'm over them, but I would be happy to give them away to a local onesie or if somebody really wants them, contact at onemanpodcast.com. Um, if you're anywhere in the world, I'll see how much this would cost me to send them to you. But if it's like if it's like less than 20 bucks, then I'll send it to you. If it gives you a few hours of joy, I'm happy to take care of my onesies. If you're local to Ottawa, even better, come pick them up or I'll drop them off to you. Um you know, but I, I, I like letting things go. Yeah. If you like this crazy stuff, the Steve-O don't try these at home videos. There's three of those as well. Stunts, insanity, lighting yourself on fire. Like, I guess it was like this large tour that they did. So it was like basically Steve-O. I think Pontius would be in a few of them. Um, uh, Wee Man was there. Yeah. So Steve-O, Wee Man, Pontius, Preston would be in a few of them. Preston Lacey, who's one of the cast members. So you just seeing these little sex, apparently Johnny Knoxville and Jeff Tremaine 
were doing stuff. Bam and his group from CKY. That's how MTV put all this shit together. It was like CKY videos. These guys over here from Big Brother skateboarders. Let's get them all together and do shit. That's why you see Tony Hawk featured and and you know I can't name a lot of these guys, but the BMX guy who's in all of them, uh, Brandon Brandon Novak or something, Brandon Novak, something like that. There's just a lot of like, the guys in those like you know, skateboarding scenes, whatever. There was a cool little documentary on, uh, on YouTube about like, you know, skateboarding wasn't popular. So the only way that skateboarding could kind of promote itself was to make these like skate videos and they were kind of underground and shit. My friends used to watch them in high school, but, um, uh, trying to hit all these things. So Bam's making CKY videos. Then Jackass, the show happens. They keep making CKY videos. Uh, Steve-O starts making, don't try this at home videos for his little crew, the jackass movies start to come about. Right. And then Steve-O and Chris Pontius get this other show called wild boys. Uh, bam gets this show called Viva la bam. And it's kind of him and his crew just doing shit and fucking up and whatever. I owned the box set of those two. That was very fascinating to watch Viva la bam. Um, never really watched wild boys. It was kind of like Chris and Steve going out in the wild and like fucking with animals or something like that. So wild boys was a thing. Viva la bam was a thing. Don't try this at home. CKY the jackass movies are coming out in theaters and it's just honestly just watching people be jackasses hurting themselves. Now, Johnny Knoxville career, Johnny Knoxville's career in the interim started to take off. So we got a role in men in black three, I believe it was. Uh, or two, which when he played the two-headed thing, he was in Dukes of Hazard. He did The Ringer. He did that new one. The most recent kind of jackassy thing was like he makes some theme park that's like half real stunts and half like you know, uh, come on, staged, staged story, whatever. And so that was the most recent thing of any kind of jackass thing I saw. I was like, oh look, they're going to do these dumb stunts, but then the stunts are real. So like the reaction to people getting hurt is like real, whatever. It's just odd. Um, so the other day I see Jackass three on, on Netflix and I'm like, fuck it. I'll check out Jackass three. Watched it. A lot of dumb stuff, a lot of fun stuff. But then I saw, you know, also recommended that there's a Jackass 3.5 unrated or whatever. And you're like, okay, so there'll be like 10 more minutes of footage. It was actually an entirely different thing where they're doing a little bit of like interviews behind the scenes of what it's like to make a Jackass movie or whatever it is, but they're showing you shitloads of stunts and things that they never showed you in the movie. Like, in fact, there's nothing that they did in the actual movie, uh, is in this. It's all, it's another like two hours of just all sorts of different stuff from the Jackass movie. So it was kind of cool to watch that. And I say all of this because the other day I saw a trailer for Jackass forever, which means that in, uh, the, the date of this is uh, September 3rd, 2021. So in September, in a few weeks from now, Jackass Forever is going to hit theaters. And that's these guys talking about how like, you know, hey, if you get a concussion before you're 50, you're good. And they're like, it's a good thing we're doing this now because Knoxville's 49. So Johnny Knoxville's 49 years old and the guy's still going to get kicked and thrown around. I, I just, I can't imagine. That's gonna be awful. It's gonna be fucking awful to be just abused like that uh, at his age. But they're showing all sorts of different things that they're doing. A lot of the cast is back. Of course, Ryan Dunn, one of the members has passed away, died in a terrible car crash. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, I don't know. I'm excited to see it. Cause I love, I love that shit as much as it's fucking stupid. I watched Jackass three. I watched Jackass 3.5 and I don't like the gross stuff when it's just people just shitting on each other for no reason or whatever it is. 
you know, not just shitting. And I don't mean like, oh, they're just making, they're being mean. I'm talking about like literally throwing feces at each other and pissing on each other. So like, I don't get a, I don't laugh at that. That's not funny to me. I don't know if I'm getting old or what. It's just, it's poop. It's poop. Really? You guys are adults and you're still like, Hey, you know what we should do with poop this time? It's like the same thing you always do. It's so fucking gross. Um, anyways, so I just remember like for me too, there's a bit of a nostalgia of going back to when I was 18 years old, living in my first apartment ever with my best friend, you know, we would order Hawaiian pizzas from Preston pizza, like almost every night. You know, I love, I love that he was into Hawaiian too. I've talked about Hawaiian pizza. Some of you don't like it. You can go fuck yourselves. Um, actually, if you don't like it, that's fine. If you're one of those people who like actively yells against it, it's pineapple is no place on pizza. Well, you have no place in my life. Cause you're too stupid to realize that sweet and salty is an amazing combo. I know I've already talked about it. Shut up. Um, so yeah, we would order our, our Hawaiian pizzas. We would fucking sit at the computer and watch, watch jackass or family guy or whatever we could get, but predominantly jackass. Um, it's great. Similar time. And I can't wait to see these old guys as I am aging to watching these old guys just absolutely abuse their bodies for my entertainment. So Jackass Forever, September 3rd, 2021. You bet your buns. I will be talking to you guys about that because I cannot wait to go see that. I'm very, very excited for that. All right. That's all the stuff I have to talk about prior to Shittiest Movie. So Shittiest Movie, guys, I watched I watched half-heartedly uh, a movie called, uh, um, what is it called? A Werewolf in London. Or sorry, <laughs> A Werewolf in England. So they were clearly playing off of that un-American werewolf in London thing um because there were several werewolves in it so it wasn't a single werewolf it was like it was it was like part the hateful eight it was like hateful eight meets the worst worst werewolf movie you've ever seen um and it was it was dumb like you could see how low budget the acting was it was like a the reason i say hateful eight is it was a it was a i guess a police officer or some sort of marshal transporting a criminal to jail Right. And they stop in this like cabin sort of, you know, haberdashery or whatever. Very, very much hateful eight style where they have to stop at this place and they're not sure what's going to happen. And there's, you know, rumors of werewolves or whatever. I, I, I can't even remember. It moved. So the pacing was so fucked up in this movie, but it was just, let me see if I can even pull that up on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, is this, this will just be my new movie review thing. Let's see if I can get it. A werewolf. In England, fuck it. I, 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 all I was aware, W, a werewolf in England was the first thing to come up. So, 2020 movie, there is no rating for this. There is no, yeah, the, the werewolf in the picture, first of all, it doesn't take place in England in terms of like the city that it's showing in the background. Um, they're all out in the woods, so it made no sense. A local elected official and a criminal take refuge at a remote countryside inn while werewolves gather in surrounding woodlands and are ready to feed. Yeah. It was, uh, none of these people have pictures next to their names. <laughs> I'll read you some of the reviews. One of them says very loud and very lame. I, I agree. Genre lover, Charlie Steeds branches out into period comedy with, a with a plum and a poop. <laughs> okay. A plum, a P L O M B and a poop, a fun, unpretentious romp through lycanthropes tropes with a sound plot and strong characters. From Alex Turner, who looks like Alex was maybe an Alice uh, prior. Yeah, that's an awful, awful description of the movie. Uh, it wasn't well acted. It wasn't. There's a scene where the werewolves break through the front door and these guys hide behind the couch. And then the werewolf climbs up on top of the couch, turns around and shits on these guys. Literal shit. 
pissing out its ass. It looks like looks like hot brown gravies pouring on these guys, and they're like, and they're like wiping it out of their eyes or whatever. And right when they're like, okay, we're good, then it starts shitting again. It was like it was just like honestly like Austin Powers taking a piss. Like when you think it's over, it just starts again. It was really lame. It was really lame. It was it was like poop humor. Uh, the costumes weren't great. Um, it, the acting was terrible. The plot made no sense. It was like they were vampires. They're shooting a, they shoot a window to have the light hit the thing to turn it back into a person. It's like that's that's vampires. You shoot the windows, and the sun hits them and burns them. Like a werewolf just turns back into daybreak. They don't have to fucking be hit by the sunlight to turn. Stupid, Josh. Are you really arguing the logistics of werewolf of lycanthropy? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. If you're making a movie and you're gonna steal probably the best werewolf movie ever's title, right? An American werewolf in London, amazing movie. And you're gonna call it a werewolf in England and try to piggyback off of that. Your cover art shows a werewolf that is not the kind in the movie, uh, hovering over like big Ben in the city. And they're not even in this, and they're in the countryside. Like it's just, ah, ah, truth and advertising there. The shittiest movie this week was a werewolf in England on Amazon prime is where I believe I saw it. If not to be T U B I free streaming service. You're welcome. That was the shittiest movie, guys, this week. All right. Um, I will tell you guys about my top five, what's coming up this week, and then I will give you back your day. We're over an hour mark, so I've, I've done my my time in the trenches. This week's top five, top five brands of coffee I drink. So this is not flavors of coffee, um, but just looking at myself in terms of when I'm drinking coffee, these are the top five brands of coffee that I have enjoyed. Not to say that they're the best coffees, okay? This is just the top five that I drink, I consume on a, on a regular basis. Um, now I will explain myself, of course, as I go through, but, um, this is also just trying to be the most recent up-to-date list. 10 years ago, this list would have been different, but, uh, coming in at number five is Timothy's world coffee. All right. Timothy's world coffee. This, these used to have one of these places in every mall in the city. There was several of them, you know, standalone, uh, ones love their coffee. Um, I believe Timothy's was very popular because when Keurig's first came out, um, Timothy's had an abundance of options for K cups. And so Timothy's was very, very popular for K cups. And then more and more and more places started making K cups. And I don't know if it was the popularity of Timothy's or what, but their coffee was available in K-cup form. And so they sold them in droves at their restaurants, or restaurants, their cafes. Um, love Timothy's World Coffee. I personally, this would have been going back 15 years at least or more. Um, Keurig's, uh, sorry, I apologize. Timothy's had their, their K-cups, but Timothy's had really good flavored coffee. And I am a flavored coffee guy. All right. I, I can drink a regular cup. In fact, I've done predominantly that over the last few years is just drink a regular non-flavored cup of coffee. Just, just enjoy the coffee for what it is. Um, however, I just, I still love, you know, like a hazelnut coffee or a French vanilla coffee or Irish cream or fucking Timothy's had some flavors that were unique to them. And they had one that was called German chocolate cake. That was really good. They had, uh, pumpkin something or other, like they had, they had really good flavored coffees. I'm not talking about lattes. I'm talking about a, just a cup of coffee. That's got a flavor in it. Little salt and cream brought it out. But the, the flavor that got me every fucking time, and I'm telling you, you put sugar and, and cream in this thing. And it, it feels like you're like, I, I can't even I'll tell you the name is a cinnamon pastry. It was called cinnamon pastry. And if you put cream and sugar in that coffee, it tasted like you were drinking a cinnamon bun. 
you know, just, just that, those cinnamon sweet flavors. Oh my God. This was a delicious cup of coffee. Loved it. And that was a, a Timothy's world coffee flavor. So cinnamon pastry, you know, German chocolate cake, Irish cream. Like I loved their coffees and I used to buy the K cups. This was back when I was working at Telus before I'd even started stand up. And I had like a, you know, I had the boxes, the K cups in my, they had one called winter carnival, which was really nice. Um, yeah, just perfectly pumpkin. That was the name of it. Perfectly pumpkin. Um, just delicious, delicious flavored coffees. Their regular coffee was good too. Like I remember having some different ones, Kona blend and things like that. They had really good regular coffee, but, but their flavored coffees were just, it was, you know, you want to sit and have a nice cup of coffee while you're reading something or whatever. Oh my God. Those Timothy's world coffees were phenomenal. And as those restaurants have closed, you could buy the grounds and things like that too. But as those restaurants closed, it was harder and harder to find them. And right now, I believe there is one location left in the entire city and it's at the Billings bridge plaza, but I'm going to, I think I might, I have to, I have to go there for a promo I'm doing. And I think I might try to get my hands on, uh, I might try to get my hands on a, uh, uh, you know, a bag of that cinnamon pastry if I can still get it. Um, in fact, I'm going to write that down right now. Call Timothy's. I want to see if I can still get cinnamon pastry. I'm not even going to get the K cups. Because the K cups are watered down by the time you get them. I would rather be able to, to, to brew my own in my fucking French press and just absolutely love having a cup of that coffee. Okay. Uh, number four, Bridgehead. Bridgeheads are all over Ottawa. Um, their coffee is not particularly flavored. Uh, and by that, I mean that they don't do like flavored coffees or anything like that. It's just, it is a nice cup of coffee. Their lids, their to-go lids absolutely suck. These coffees spit ever. You can barely be moving and it's like firing like old faithful out of the top of it. Just shoots up in the air, splashes down on your hands, just spit, 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 just shooting out of this thing constantly. I don't know what's causing it. There's gotta be something to do with the, the space between it or whatever, but I'm not, but it's not just like, Oh, when the coffee's full, it spits. I'm um, the worst lid I've ever had. I was describing it when I was in Rito center doing that activation, there was a bridgehead there. And I even said to my coworker, I fucking hate their lids, whatever. But we went to a bridgehead, bought a coffee and we're taking a few steps to the store and it's spitting everywhere. Go see, look, I told you about this. Like, literally it's spinning everywhere. I'm not moving my hand or anything like that. We're just walking. It's still just spitting everywhere. It's all over my arm. It's all over my wrist. It's all over my hands. It's just spitting everywhere. Fucking hate their lids, but their coffee's good. Fairly trade. It was the first, uh, cafe I ever went into. Um, now there's little ones. It's like fucking microbreweries. They're popping up everywhere and everybody wants to be the, the coffee place and this and that. But in terms of Bridgehead, they brew their, they, they roast their own beans. Obviously they don't grow them here. It's Canada, but, uh, they roast their own beans and do their own blends and everything like that. But it was the first cafe I ever went to where you would go in and, you know, if you weren't getting it to go, I mean, even if you are getting it to go, but the idea is that like the cream and everything was in the containers, um, on the side, Timothy's another place had that too, but they had, they didn't have stir sticks. Right. They had like everything was in its own jars or whatever, right? No individual packaging. It was like you'd pour your sugar in, you'd you'd pour your cream in, and then there'd be, you know, a jar of clean spoons and a jar of dirty spoons. Obviously with COVID. With COVID, holy fuck, did we ever 180 on those uh single use plastics and shit? Hey, eh? everything now is wrapped up. Here's your own straw. It's all separate, sanitized in an own bag. Everybody's we got we gotten screaming back to single use plastics because of COVID um in places. But I just remember thinking, like, oh, that's nice. They're not like they're not wasting plastic. They're not wasting, you know, resources that just wash the spoons and they're done. Um, and I'm sure there'd be the odd asshole who would take the, the, the a, a dirty spoon and stick it right back into the clean spoon. one. just, <laughs> look what I did. 
Um, number three, and this is a huge one, and I'm very happy. I have no shame in saying this. McDonald's coffee. Now, my American listeners, uh, please know that your McDonald's and my McDonald's have different suppliers. I don't know what McDonald's coffee is in the States, and I can't speak uh, intelligently about it. However, I will be going to the States uh, if the borders open up appropriately on September 2nd or 3rd. Um, and I will try McDonald's coffee in the States just to see if, if it's the same. But um, the supplier McDonald's changed a you know, a reasonable amount of time now. Like, you know, a few years back, it's been, it's been quite a while now. Um, but McDonald's coffee is incredible here in Canada. And if you're talking like drive through coffee, you need to get a coffee. I can drive through now more, more other places are starting to have drive throughs but in Canada, it was like your drive through coffee was Tim Hortons. And that built the habit of just like, I don't want to get in my car. I don't want to stand in line. I'm just going to drive right through, get my coffee, maybe a donut or a muffin and fuck I'm at it, you know? Um, so I, I was like, okay, that would be, that would be my go-to too. Um, make, uh, uh, Tim Hortons changed their coffee supplier as did McDonald's. And then, uh, McDonald's coffee came right. Tim Hortons donuts are gross in my opinion. Uh, their food is gross. Everything is, uh, I don't want to say it's expensive, but when you taste it, it tastes like the cheapest gas station sandwich or whatever you could buy. Um, so everything there is shit. The only thing they had going for them was their coffee. You could still get a decent cup of coffee in a drive through Well, that too has changed. And I, I would say, uh, shy of like their grilled breakfast bagels, um, there's no reason that I would ever go to a Tim Hortons. And that saddens me because it was a company that was once Canadian. It hasn't been owned by Canada in a very long time. So even those people listening like, well, can Tim Hortons Canadian? No, it's not. It's owned by an American company. It's owned by Burger King right now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it's just, yeah, there's nothing redeemable about it. There's never any reason to go. McDonald's coffee is great. Their food's not McDonald's food's better. It is It's not better for you. Um, but you know, you go to McDonald's, you can get yourself a, a, a sandwich. There's gonna be something on the menu that's, that's tastes good. And you get a really good cup of coffee. So McDonald's coffee is my drive through coffee. Uh, uh, inarguably number two, Starbucks and Starbucks was the name I was trying not to say when I was talking about new places, getting drive throughs Cause I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm gonna start talking about Starbucks and then it's my number two, but Starbucks, um, I do dig their coffee very, very much. They make really good coffee. They have good flavored The thing is, I, I believe that when I'm talking about Timothy's and these, these pre-flavored coffees, I think a lot of places don't do flavored coffees cause they got all those syrups. So if you want like a hazelnut coffee, they'll pour you a regular coffee and they'll go pump, pump into that fucking, um, into that, that coffee. So you're just getting like a syrup and you stir it around, which to be honest with you, I don't know how they do it. Uh, at the other places, the, the ones where the coffee's pre-flavored, I don't know if it's a syrup or what they do to it to get that flavor in there, but I mean, it's in there too, and it might not be a healthy way, but I just, the idea of just like pumping syrup in there, it's like, I don't know, that coffee doesn't feel like it was designed to have that. Right. And these syrups are all like zero calorie, which means they're chemicals and stuff. I don't know. Um, but Starbucks, just regular coffee, the true North, my jam Pike place, my jam, uh, cafe Verona, my jam, the dark roast, right. Um, they have different names in the States. I remember when I went to see Verzi special true North wasn't called that cause we weren't in Canada. We were in, uh, you know, New Jersey and, uh, or sorry, at that point we we're in New York state. I apologize, but they had a different name for it. I can't even remember what the fuck it was. Um, but they call, they call the same roasts, different things in the, in the States versus Canada. Um, but Starbucks coffee is great. You know, if I see a Starbucks, like basically if I'm walking down the street and I've got a boulevard of coffee shops in front of me, I'm going to walk into a Starbucks and get a cup of coffee. I like that. 
like it a lot. Uh, there's a reason that they do very well. They have lots of different options. And again, I'm talking strictly coffee at all these places. Okay. You can have a little flavor to it, but we are talking about a, a, a cup of black Joe. Um, and then of course, number one, uh, Starbucks doesn't need a lot of explanation. You know what I mean? Their, their coffee is good. There's a reason that they're, they're doing as well as they are. Finally, number one, the, the, uh, number one brands of coffee. I drink Nespresso. Nespresso is my number one. Is it the best? Absolutely not. Is it the most convenient for me? Fuck yes. I still have sleeves upon sleeves of Nespresso coffee capsules. I drank this throughout the pandemic because staring across the room at me right now is my two Nespresso machines. I have a virtual uh, machine and an original line machine. The original line does like lungos and espresso shots and the virtual does all the different sizes. And of course I like to drink a cup of coffee. So I'll have my, uh, my virtual cup of coffee. I'll do my whatever's the, the espresso original line is nice because I've got my milk frother and I can make lattes and stuff. But in terms of just the amount of coffee that I have, right? Like at any moment, I'm like, I go for coffee. I take five steps, put my cup into the machine. I, I make myself a cup of coffee. So in terms of what am I drinking the most, I probably have three cups of Nespresso a day. Sure. I'll get a McDonald's one if I'm out and about or Starbucks or whatever it is, but uh, unequivocally, uh, drink more Nespresso than anything else. And when that coffee dwindles, it's expensive. Now, Nespresso does have some flavored ones, but they've explained to me, this is back when I was doing the marketing for them, that, uh, Nespresso does a like smoke, like a smoke scented method. So like the hazelnut, caramel, vanilla, pumpkin, they're not actually using like uh real, like, oh, that's real pumpkin. They're not really like, they're not, they're not infusing, um, they're not dripping something or adding a chemical. The idea is that they do like almost like a smoking process that they've described it as the closest thing is like a smoker where you, you know, like an apple wood smoker or something where you're smoking a flavor into the grounds, into the beans, as opposed to like pouring a syrup on them or something like that. So, um, they're saying that they don't use allergens. So for example, if you're allergic to hazelnuts, you can have the hazelino because there's no hazelnuts in it. It's like a smoking process that adds the flavor. Um, so there are a few flavored ones, but you, you, uh, you are limited. Um, and I got to say that they're not as strong tasting as some of the other things that I've had. Um, you know, other coffees in the past, like I said, uh, you need to have, uh, come on, um, sugar and cream to really bring out the flavors. It's like tea, right? You can smell an amazing tea and then you boil it or you, sorry, you boil your water, you pour it over it and then you get like a faint, faint taste of it, but you add a little bit of sugar. Wow. Does it ever bring out those flavors? Same with flavored coffee. So that's my list. Number five, Timothy's World Coffee. Number four, Bridgehead. Number three, McDonald's. Number two, Starbucks. Number one, Nespresso. And that's her guys coming up this week. I am hosting an absolute comedy in Ottawa, my hometown. I am there hosting for the one and only Tommy Savitt, the Tommy Llama. Uh, Tommy and I have an episode on the one man podcast that you can hear. It's, uh, one of the first people I interviewed. It was an amazing episode. We had a great talk. He's a good buddy. He's a whiskey guy too. So we're going to have lots in common to talk about. I'm looking forward to seeing him. He was also featured as one of my guest uh, catch ups on the 200th episode. So very, very happy about that. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing him. We are there all week starting this. Well, Started last night, but he is going to be there this evening, which is Wednesday, the 11th, all the way till Sunday, the 15th. You can get your tickets at absolutecomedy.ca or call 613-233-8000 uh, to make your reservations. Of course, it's still socially distanced and a lot of the tickets are selling pretty quick already because it's a fucking bomb ass show. Yours truly, Tommy Savin. What can I, what can I say? You know, um, so definitely come check that out. I'm also going to be working on a skip the dishes promo. I'm um, just doing what I do. 
So I'll have some work during the day. I'm have some work at night and I have to just keep banging away at taxes until I get all my, my reporting and everything like that done. So I'm not looking forward to that, but that'll something that I'm going to continue to work on. As a matter of fact, as soon as I'm done uploading this podcast, I'm going to be getting right back to work on that. Um, you know, and then I'll, I'll watch some shit here and there and we'll, we'll tell you guys about that next week. Huh? So, um, yeah, that'll be, uh, that'll be about, that'll be about it for this episode, gang. I hope you guys have a great week. Really hope that I can see you. Listen, if you want to recommend a shitty movie or, or, or write in a story that you want me to read or tell me about your goals, I'm still waiting to hear about some people's hygiene regimes. I would really like that guys. I know you're listening. Send me an email, contact at one man podcast.com. You send it in, I'll read it. Uh, and it'll be a lot of fun. Um, aside from that, I hope you guys have a great week. Don't work too hard. Don't take any shit from anybody. And I will chat with you again soon. Yeah.